I'm Mitchell Froom, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate, Mm-mm. putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. And now it's time for the Radio 8-Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andros Jones, and on today's trip back to this date in a previous year, we're going to March 27th, 2007, with our musical guest, John Auer of the Posies. John was our biggest rock star to play on the show at that point. Ricky Lee Jones had been a guest much earlier, but she didn't play the songs, just asked questions. John Auer's enthusiasm for our format was really a sea change for the show. Over the next couple of years, John played several of our live events, and we got to be friends, even collaborated on a song. It's pretty cool to have captured the beginning of that friendship here. For you are listening to Radio 8 Ball, the pop oracle where we answer your questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those songs as the answers to your questions. Don't be frightened by the fact that John has already is now just outed himself as having mostly downer negative song, songs as the answers. You have here, me here to protect you, and I can, find, I can find the light and the positivity in any material. And if... And if there is any, you know, and and as he, and as he points out, they're they're not actually all, they're not not actually all downers. They're actually, uh, but they are, but they are, uh, I would say realistic. They're they're they are looking, you know, it's it's about at least that that record is about looking at the reality of the situation. You know, it's an interesting thing. People think of pop music as being sort of frilly and fluffy but here's pop music that's really sort of in a uh in in a sort of a stare down with reality and refusing to uh, you know accept sort of the frilly pop uh sentimental i don't know bridges to a brighter day and really to being willing to go through the darkness and come out the other side well if i might add something yeah, to that I, you know we're I, talking about your music i, so. I don't think uh I kind of see that as a positive thing, anyways. It's, it's absolutely. It's, it, there's a difference between uh, somebody just being negative by expressing all the negative things in their lives, and there's, but maybe sharing some of the intimate parts of yourself and expressing some of the harder things you've been through. That's kind of what I think is sometimes the most relatable in people. You know, it's yeah. those kind of things that make you feel human. It's not when you hear all the time how happy somebody is that makes you feel quite and that's good too but it, i don't know it's it's kind of like going back to even to like the blues or something it's like the songs never talk about you know how you know how much money i made today and how everything in the world is working out great and you know my relationship is going great it's it's about the pain you know and 
that's what makes it feel good, I think. Although I'm a sucker for pain, so I guess that uh, <laughs> is just my lot in life. You mean pain, like a but really, I'm, I'm pain, a sucker or? for really catchy pain, like pain put to catchy music. I, I like the melancholy, the kind of bittersweet. Seasons in the sun. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go the Terry Jacks route quite, but uh, you know, I mean, I think uh, maybe Elliot Smith is a good example of that. Um, something that's pretty but also hurts a little bit, you know? Yeah, indeed. Well, you're in the right place. Bring it on. Bring on the pain. Uh, I feel your pain. Really? Uh, an ounce wow. of prevention I wasn't is worth a pound of I wasn't obscure. feeling any pain, but now that you're feeling my pain, I all of a sudden realize I have so much of it. Oh. oh. Um, but that might just be the sushi from Koi Bito. Yeah, speaking. actually, you know, if, if somebody calls in, I, I promise to play a 20-minute version of Don't Worry, Be Happy by, uh, <laughs> by Bobby McFerrin. Why, why you want to scare people away actually, like that? Actually, I'm sorry, folks. You don't have that on your list, do you? Well, you, you let's see. You picked number two. And number and seven. Number seven. And it's funny because one, three, four, five, six, and eight were actually... 20-minute versions of Don't Worry, Be Happy um, by Bobby McFerrin. But anyways. Well, uh, I, I should let people know that uh, you should worry and you don't have to be happy. It's not in order. And the number here is 867-5267-360-867. K-A-O-S. Lines are open and... You know, this isn't your average show. We need we need you to uh, to get the ball rolling on the divination. I mean, I could ask another question, or we could go to Tammy, and I know she's probably got something prepared, right, Tammy? Yeah, I do. Okay, well, uh, have, oh, but we have a caller on the line. They don't want they don't want you to ha- they don't want to hear your question. No. Well, let's hear this caller. Okay, welcome to Radio Eight Ball. What's your handle? My handle is 1978. 1978? Yep. That is a very uh, uh, important year for, my, for me. So go on, 1978. What's, uh, what's your question? Well, my question is, should I change my name? It seems like a very Olympia thing to do. People change their names when they move here. I've been here over five, six years, and I want to change my name, but I, I don't know. Sort of like a plunge. Okay, and you're not saying to change your name from 1978. Name, 1978 is your handle. Your yes, that's my handle. Gotcha. But should I change my, I mean, not legally, but like going by a different name. Okay. Well, uh, why don't you pick a number between one and eight that is neither two nor seven? Three. Song number three from John Hour. So please stay mm-hmm. on the line. When the song's over, we'll come back and help you figure out what it means. Okay.
Conversations on and on. Conversations on and on. Conversations on and on. I can tell you're the one that I bet our lives upon. Will it be? Such a mystery if you leave without a clue. Don't let it end on this note again. Just one word shy of true. And we'll talk more than those behind closed doors will ever know. Conversations on and on. Conversations on and on. Conversations on and on. Is it clear? Can you tell? Can you feel me just as well? Conversations on and on. 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 What's the name of that song, John? Well, su- this might shock you and surprise you, but it's called Conversations. Conversations. Mm. Not with on and on in parentheses? Uh, God, why didn't I think of that? Stop the presses. <laughs> Let's repress the record. That would be perfect. So, 1978. Yes. What did you think about that? Did that give you an answer right off the bat, or do you want to hear what we think first? Well, um... I kind of felt like at first I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to go by a new name. But then with all the conversations on and on, it definitely felt like this like process I've been going through for years and years and years and years and years, like should I change my name to this or this or this and and it made me think like maybe I should just put an end to all like the chatter in my head about it and just go forward and just jump into it and do it. What did you think, John? That's a really good inter- interpretation. It's it's amazing that also this totally proves that everything can be interpreted, you know, differently. I mean, because the song was actually about, you know, continuing 
a dialogue with somebody you, you wanted to your entire life in a very positive kind of way. But I liked I liked what that actually did for you. I thought that, you know, either way, I mean, it, you want to put, you want to make a decision. And the part about, you know, having the conversation over and over and over and, you know, maybe maybe you have done it enough and thought about it enough and you need to take some action. So it's potential. Well, the, what there's the line, will it be such a mystery if you leave with, what is that? Without a clue. Without a clue. There was something there, like something sort of challenging, sort of, is that going to, is that going to, first of all, I mean, I guess depending upon if your nervousness is like that this is going to create some kind of confusion, will it be such a mystery if you leave without a clue in terms of like change your name, like leave the one, the old one behind? Or if you're trying, if you're doing it to try and create sort of mystery and mystique, will that really be such a mystery if you leave without a clue? And so if it was me, if I was thinking of change, changing my name, I think I would be doing it from the standpoint of trying to create an air of mystery. I would choose a name that was more exotic or more something than Andras Jones. And so then the Oracle would be telling me, oh, well, are you really going to achieve your ends that way? Why not create mystery by doing something mysterious? So I don't know where you're coming from in your desire to change the name. Also, there was something there, and it's... I have no idea why this might have anything to do with it, but when something comes into my mind when I'm listening to a song, I just want to throw it out there. There was something about that uh, that made me think of... I don't know if you're going to like this, but it, it made me think of uh, of Tracy Chapman. There's mm-hmm. something in the chord changes that reminded me of... of a little bit of Tracy Chapman, something off the that first record, and that first record was uh, actually actually meant a lot to me, and I have really incredibly rich rich memories of listening to that. And also, 1978, like I said, is a very auspicious year to me. Another year that I have really really rich and auspicious memories. So, I guess what I'm feeling is a real sense of of richness and that there's something powerful in that answer, but not being you, I can't really say what it is, but I'm like, I'm vibrating a little bit here and feeling uh, a powerful feeling at the back of my head. And I'm just wondering, is that just, I guess, is that just the sushi talking or is that, uh, is that something that's going, that might be going on there for you? If something powerful is going on for me? In terms of the, in terms of this answer, beyond uh something that i can that i can uh that i i can actually put my finger on well uh if i think i know what you're asking yeah if it like me making this decision if i did decide to change my name would feel like a very powerful thing for me it wouldn't be so much being mysterious but being less mysterious and more like more maybe who I really am or seen more as who I really am or coming out from behind sort of like this mask and, and just really showing myself. You want to tell us what the name you're thinking of changing it to is? Sure. It's Leaf. Leaf. With an E, with an A or with an I? Um, not like the plant, but with an E and I in there. Leaf. Yeah. You know who was popular in 1978? Leaf Garrett. Yes. Totally. But that's not, that's not who I want to name myself after. Yeah? 
just just to be clear. <laughs> you don't is it is it possible you want to name yourself after Alif Olson, our local juggler? Perhaps I've never seen this person juggle. Okay. You've heard Pence. of have you heard of him? I I might does he have a long beard? Maybe he does now. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I sorry. <laughs> I I was thinking of the the other meaning of the word beard. Uh, like imagining him going out with Susan Anton or something. Oh, yeah. um, so another 1978 reference. For She's kind of a short beard, not a, a long beard. Oh, she's a no, Susan short, Anton was tall. tall. She's a tall beard, long beard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Red beard. Um, Blue beard. So, um, well, I, I, I hope that was, that was useful for you. And if, if we ever get a chance to, if you ever set up your MySpace as Leaf, give us, give me a shout and let, let me know that you made the plunge. Yeah, I will. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night. Yeah. You're listening to Radio 8 Ball, the Pop Oracle, and we have time for one more caller, I think. Yeah, pretty much one more caller. So, I'll give out the number again. There was one person who said they were specifically going to call in this, someone from uh, Minnesota. But uh, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Maybe they tried getting through and maybe they couldn't. The, the, the ultimate lesson about from, that I've got from Radio 8 Ball is that what happens is the right thing. And we have a caller on the line. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. What is your handle? Trish. Trish. Hi. Okay, Trish, what's your question for Radio 8 Ball? Am I on the right path for graduate school? Are you calling from Olympia? I am. You're asking, am I on the right path for graduate school? Yes. Um, could you pick a number between 1 and 8 that is not 2, 3, 4, or 7? 5. Okay. Here comes song number 5, the answer to your question. Thanks. Please stay on the line. When the song's over, we'll come back and help you figure it out. History repeats the old conceits The glib replies the same defeats Keep your finger on important issues With crocodile tears and a pocket full of tissues I'm just the oily slick In the wind-up world of the nervous tick In a very fashionable hovel I hang around dying to be tortured You'll never be alone in the bone orchard this battle with the bottle is nothing so novel. So in this almost empty gin palace, through a two-way looking glass, you see your Alice. And though she has no sense for all your jealousy, in a sense she still smiles. Very sweetly Charged with insults And flattery Her body moves with malice Do you have to be so Cruel to be callous And now you find you fit This identikit completely You say you have no secrets then leave discreetly 
I might make a California's fault to be locked in Geneva's deepest vaults, just like the canals and miles of the Great Barrier Reef. I come to you beyond belief. But I know there's not a hope in Hades. All the laddies cat calling wolf whistle. So called gentlemen and ladies, dog fight like rose and thistle. I've got a feeling I'm gonna get a lot of grief. Once it seemed so appealing, now I am beyond belief. I've got a feeling I'm gonna get a lot of grief once it seems so appealing. Now I am beyond belief. I've got a feeling I'm gonna get a lot of grief once it seems so appealing. Now I am beyond belief. I've got a feeling I'm gonna get a lot of grief once it seems so appealing. Now I am beyond belief. I should have picked number five for my question. Anyway, <laughs> I think we I think we I think that's a pretty good answer. What did you, that was that was Elvis Costello's Beyond Belief as performed by John Auer. Let's see. Why don't you give us what tell us what you think about that? Tammy, could you see about this call? You give a mute there. Can I ask <coughs> can I ask John to talk about it first? Okay. Yes. You know, the the one thing about this song is it's it's obviously a cover. I didn't write it and uh it, you know, it, the, the one thing that really cracks me up about it is I think that in one way, like the lyrics say at the end like it, it pretty much sounds like it's not a good idea, like maybe you're actually like beyond it or above it or you don't need it but on the other hand maybe I think most people would require going to graduate school to even begin to understand what the song is about <laughs> lyrically because there's so many there's so many words in it and it kind of has kind of a academic kind of collegiate kind of vibe to it you know what I mean like there's so much yeah in there that it seems like it's almost like a the kind of kind of maze of language that you only could understand after studying a long time and you know I don't even know what everything is about in it but it sure does make me continue to want to pursue my quest for for knowledge um but then you get to that last part you know you know once it seems so appealing and now I am beyond belief and you know that you could take it you could take it a certain way you know right yeah what do you think Trish I was I was going along with the same thing as there's so much in it, <laughs> and so it was overwhelming. And then, um, and so it's about my continued pursuit to um, sort of do my life's work with helping people, and um, <clears throat> and it, and I have that sensation of feeling slightly overwhelmed at the beginning of this process because I'm really just in the beginning stages of like taking prerequisites. 
Um, and so I was kind of, um, <laughs> I was having that, um, that, that, the last, the, the last part of the song was, <laughs> yeah, the whole beyond belief. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so intense and it's going to be a really intense process. I think on, on top of juggling, cause the last time I was in school, I didn't have a family and now I have a family and work and, and then I'm adding this other layer to my life because it feels like the right time to do that. But yeah, what about you, Andras? Well, I, I guess I was thinking along the lines of Elvis Costello as sort of the 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 ultimate student. I really think of him as you know as much as he. I think the reason that he has so much to teach is because he is the perpetual student of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. What you you know at that point he was when that when he wrote that song he was sort of inundating himself with study, you know, working with the classic songwriters, the pre-rock and roll songwriters, the Gershwins and the Cole Porters and those. And then you look at his whole trajectory after that. You know, we were talking about the Elvis Costello, Paul McCartney, working with a guy like Paul McCartney, working with Burt Bacharach, working with Alan Toussaint. And each time he's worked with these people, working with the Brodsky Quartet, he's brought in the stuff that he has to learn from them and added that to his own work. And so it makes me think, of two things, I guess I'm, I, I, it doesn't give you a clear answer because, <laughs> yes, you know, you could look at it as prepare, preparation for graduate school or you could look at it as graduate school is just preparation for the next learning and the next learning and inviting you to a lifetime of study. Right. So. And a lifetime of my work. So maybe it's yes to my <clears throat> helping people. And how I get there doesn't really matter <laughs> because yeah, I'm going to do that's my life path. So but also it. that at each step of the way there is stuff to learn, and maybe Absolutely. graduate sca- school is the place to to continue your education. But just don't, I guess, not to think of graduation as the end. Right. Maybe that's it. Like the beyond belief is maybe the belief that once you've completed graduate school, then you'll be a completed work. Right. And that. You will never be a completed work, right? And that graduate school is just is just another is just another phase in your learning, right? That feels really true. Can I add something to that too? Yeah. You know, uh, it seems to me too. I mean, some of the some of the the greatest experiences that I've had in my life have been things that, to be honest, were difficult for a while too. I mean, it were a challenge. I mean, you mentioned how you've added this to your life now, and you have a lot going on. You're juggling all these things, and I can totally relate to that. And, you know, and how sometimes you feel potentially overwhelmed by, by all that's going on. But sometimes those being in those situations, too, and, and having it overwhelm you is just kind of par for the course for a really great experience that, you know, you break through that eventually, you know, and you get over that, that initial feeling of that if, if, you, if you continue with it, too. So no clear-cut answer, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. You yeah. Know? So Great. Right on. Well, Thank so. you. Cheers. Thank you, Trish. Have a great night. You, too. And that, my friends, brings us to the close. Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> of the John Hour, Hour of Radio 8 Ball. Thank you, John. Thank you, Andres. It's been a pleasure and an honor having you here gracing our studio and our forum for musical divination. And uh, I... Uh, I was I was very pleased with your choice of covers. Actually, that song came up on my shuffle function today, this morning, and and I just thought I was I was marveling at it once again. 
It's uh, a great one. Dare I say, let's uh, let's do lunch in Oli again sometime. I would I'd be into that. Or hell, you know, let's let's go to Shahelis together sometime and <laughs> go get to, a burger. Go to go to go to the Matrix. Why not? Uh, no, yeah, I well certainly. Uh, anytime you want to come down and do Radio Eight Ball again, we'd love to have you, right, Tammy? Yes, absolutely. Yay! And uh, and yeah, and lunch definitely. Now that you know where you can get a really uh, a way too healthy portion of teriyaki chicken, massive with, with the California roll, massive. Uh, you know where to go. Indeed. Um, what was that? What was the conference that? Oh, excuse, the conference. That yeah, that that we walked by. That could be the the theme that we go out with. The conference. It was like oh, uh, on on addressing inappropriate employee behavior. <laughs> <laughs> they were having a conference today at the su- now outside the sushi place or at the hotel where the sushi place is. That's where I picked you up from earlier today, wasn't it? Like when you were at that conference? Yeah. <laughs> I was it was there because of Tammy. <laughs> um I don't want to say that she, I won't I won't tell you whether she, I she sent me there. I'm there so I can deal with her inappropriate behavior. <laughs> so Tammy, before we go, is there anything you want to say? Um, thanks John. I wish I could see you in Norway. I, I love Norway and I love your music. So. Thank you very much. And Norway is a good the doorway to Norway. I love it. Indeed. <laughs> Cheers. I'm sure Norway's never heard that before. <laughs> never, except on my last tour. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this has been a, a great, uh, a great show. Thanks to all the callers who called in. Thank you, John. Thank you, Tammy. And uh, until next week, when our musical guest will be a band called The Plains, I just want to wish you all a beautiful week, full of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's a good show!